0: April Edmansky and I'm here today with
1: Justin Nicolau and I'm Colin Cunningham. You dig, daddy o's? <laughs> That's not right. In your bed on Saturday night. No, everyone <laughs> doesn't want to join in with me.
0: No. I I have not been able to get that nowhere fast Godspeed. song out of my head. It's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, going nowhere, nowhere fast. fast. Yeah. Um, so, today we're talking about Streets of Fire, a very musical movie, although not a, mu- well, is it a musical? Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's not really. Well, right it's button. a musical in the sense that there are musical performances in the movie. Yes. Right. Yeah.
1: And a music video kind of interlude. In yeah. The
0: middle. <laughs> that's very 80s. Um, so, Streets of Fire. This the was a uh, listener H- request. Yes, the Walter Hill directed movie from 19... 19- <laughs> like, Walter Hill
1: requested his own movie? <laughs> he did.
0: 1984? 1984, yeah. Oh, I, that was just a guess. Okay, so this was picked by um, Paige Patron, a longtime patron, Meow Nayan, very cute name. Um, so thank you for uh, requesting this movie. And for those of you who don't know, if you're a patron at the two-dollar level or higher. Every two cycles, which ends up being about every couple of months, we uh, do a draw for a patron to pick a movie. So all you have to do is be a subscriber, and I will pick a name, and you get to pick a movie that we do for an episode four. So consider mm-hmm. joining the Patreon for that if you're interested. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Streets of Fire, very good pick. They, a movie I have seen before.
1: They had picked two movies They yes. gave us an option, but I wanted to do this one. This is a movie that I wanted to talk about going to talk mm-hmm. about for a while. I wouldn't have picked it for this podcast because I, I like it too much.
0: I think it's right at home at this podcast, uh, yeah, <laughs> personally. I don't know. Um, cool. But yeah, so this is a movie we watched in the summer of 2020, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and i it was the summer well, of I, I wasn't 2020. Cra- we not crazy nowhere
2: fast.
0: <laughs> it. I wasn't crazy about it. I appreciated it for what it was, but mm-hmm. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, I enjoyed it a lot more. I'm, it's not like a, one of my favorite bad movies or anything like that, but I, no. I, I had a good time with you it. You
3: looked at Michael Perez's teen stash and went, you know what? You won me over, Michael.
0: Teen <laughs> stash? wispy. So he like speed. he's like 38.
3: Yeah, but it's like it's like a you know a kid
1: trying to grow a mustache is what he <laughs> yeah. has. I had a lot of guys yeah. like that in high school where it's
0: you know it's just
1: you know you don't quite got it yet yeah he yeah, just, just it off. a little, uh, little wispy i love to
3: learn that rick moranis is in this film uh michael Pere hated rick moranis yeah rick yeah moranis <laughs> kept making fun of him
1: really and,
3: uh, uh, the first time they met rick moranis went like are you cool or just pretending to be cool and you know what he's right
0: yeah uh, yeah yeah
1: he was like he was upset because rick moranis had like a quick wit and he'd just keep busting his balls on the set and michael Pere, like couldn't come up with any quips and he was like kill him
0: wow so the tension in the movie was real (laughs) yeah Uh, every
1: every character hates everybody else in this movie there's
0: three in particular and we'll get to it um but uh (laughs) i was thinking today i was like willem dafoe of all people is the only person acting normally in this (laughs) well quote unquote
1: normal for him is like you know (laughs) (laughs) He looks amazing in this movie. I love him in this movie. He does. literally. He looks like a cool rockabilly vampire.
3: This is his second um, go at being a biker, because it was also in Catherine uh, Bigelow's The Loveless. The Loveless, yeah. That That was a biker, and that was his first role.
1: That was his very first role, and I think her directorial debut, Mm -hmm. um, which just got re-released years ago on Blu-ray, I think. uh, It was kind of forgotten to time. like Nobody had ever seen it before, but um, yeah, it came back. It's an interesting movie. It's kind of Lovely. like the wild one. Yeah, it's mm. very stylish. You know, I was into the rockabilly a lot, so it had uh, one of my favorite rockabilly singers, Robert Gordon, was one of his uh, biker gang
3: guys. Oh. As a rockabilly guy, did you ever wear just a leather jacket, and no
1: shirt, Colin? <laughs> I never. I wish I could pull it off. Like, and I also didn't wear uh, rubber overalls <laughs> with no shirt, like Willem Dafoe does it in this like movie.
0: Something like a fisherman would wear. It, it his fishing. outfit
1: in this movie is outrageous, and I love it. He pulls it, it off completely, and he's got like the greaser hair. It's amazing.
0: But you must love this movie because of the, the rockabilly, right? I There's love a lot the, of rockabilly. I love
1: it. the style. I think this is one of the things where... It's a movie where all the elements are there. Well, uh,
3: I agree with you, Colin. I,
1: I love everything about all the individual elements. It doesn't quite gel into being... An amazing movie.
3: We'll get to it. This film has one problem where it's like, ah, we're going to go on a chase. Here yeah. we go. All right, we've arrived. We're back. And you're like, wait, what? Already? Yeah, that, and it's, it's already happened? the end scene. <laughs> the
0: movie, like, I was shocked and it's like, how right, short this a movie is.
3: 10-minute like, like build up to the final fight. Why doesn't it just happen right away? I don't yeah. know. We gotta hit ninety minutes. What? What are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. and then there's
0: like a little bit afterwards, and then and and like it's like the shortest hour and a half I think I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, what's well, like you know Fury Road? They just they go one way and then they, and then they turn around back. and come back, and there you go. <laughs>
0: it, it felt like there should have been bigger scenes that were maybe cut, or they couldn't shoot them because of budget issues or something. It like that, absolutely especially feels like that. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, like, E.G. Daly's here.
1: but she will not be saying or doing anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, She's just it, here.
1: It definitely feels like the the end scene, especially. There should have been a big like yeah, uh, action Rumble. set piece. Yeah, exactly. Like bigger with everybody in the town and like versus the the bombers is Or fuzz. even some more like, obstacles
3: again. on the way back. Like, yeah, yeah. run into almost nothing. <laughs> like it's weird. Anyway. Uh this movie was Walter Hill's follow up to the warriors mm, he... i think
1: he did it after 48 hours so he oh, used right. he used His the clout. clout yeah he used the clout on 48 hours success to get this movie pushed through and
3: um, supposedly he was like uh, it's set in Chicago I don't want to go to
1: Chicago let's just build it outside why not <laughs>
3: and
0: yeah. does it
1: ever look like a backlot mm-hmm. it,
0: looks, it looks like the Mario Brothers movie a little bit
1: <laughs> oh it does yeah <laughs> that
0: one street dark, they have like city yeah <laughs>
1: I could kind of see it
0: in <laughs> like indoor city in
1: like Highlander 2 or something as well it's yes like they oh them. I wish
3: they were all flying around on like hoverboards and shit I, oh, uh, that's a bad movie
1: I, I did like the setting though uh, it's so grimy There's like one shot I think it's like a daytime shot and they're walking around everything is covered in filth like all the cars are just so grimy and gross looking and everything
3: is permanently uh, wet down to yeah. be reflective, like they're just walking through puddles of water. Yeah, yeah. I kind of
1: love that, though. I, I just, I don't know, it evokes a lot in me. I kind of like the the setting and the look and the style. I get what they're going for. I yeah, don't think... the
3: artificiality is definitely exactly a yeah. uh, conscious choice. You
1: call it like a hermetically sealed world, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's out of time, it's like, uh, it's, out in, out time, it's a rock right. and roll fable, it's Colin. Like in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, they say right off the bat in the opening crawl—or not crawl—but it says another time, another place. It's like you know, Star Wars or something like that.
0: So just so you guys know, it's the '50s and the '80s. Just go with it.
1: It's like the '80s, but everybody dresses like they're in the '50s. All the cars, but they are also like 50s dress cars. like they're in
0: the '80s. But is that like the, the of, '80s yeah. teenagers and the '50s teenagers? They kind of seem to be all separated in these like groups, kind of like the Warriors.
1: I think it's just Diane Lane. Is no, like they go to means. that
0: that club uh, at some point in the movie, and they're Torches. all dressed like Torches. Yeah, they're all dressed like like Diane Lane.
1: No, I thought they were all like rockabilly's. That was no, like, that's a
0: different club. There's um, another club later.
1: Oh.
3: I
0: think, or there's a musical there's a...
3: Maybe you're thinking when they're walking through the streets and there's a yeah. musical montage that's that... when they all look like the 80s That's
0: what I'm thinking, Yeah, we're, she's, we're singing... she's singing in the void
1: <laughs> The singing yeah. in the void surrounded by like neon 80s shapes
3: Squiggle
0: <laughs> lines <aligns and>
1: <laughs> Alright, so let's get the movie started We have
3: that uh, on-screen title uh, Another Place, Another Time and you hear the voice of Diane Lane. Wait, no, it's not Diane Lane. She's just <laughs> lip syncing to the music. It could
0: not be Diane Lane. Not yeah. to say anything against her, uh, but yeah, powerhouse vocal performance by non-famous person.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the lead singer of the band that actually plays with Diane Lane the Attackers? The it's, uh, yeah, Diane Lane plays uh, Ellen Aim, and her band is called The Attackers, and she grew up in this town, I forget the name of it, and now she's come back, she's become famous, and now she's come back to play a show, which mm-hmm. is like a big deal, all the town's folk know her.
0: And then she gets abducted by the evil motorcycle gang. Um, now, why did Willem Dafoe do this? Uh, did he re- did he really just like want to you know kidnap a celebrity and get some ransom money, or does he have a history with her and Cody? I wasn't super clear on that. Well,
1: he doesn't know Cody. Uh, Cody is uh, Michael Perret's character.
0: What's his name? Tom Cody. Tom Cody. Tom yeah. Cody.
1: Uh, and this was meant to be the first of a trilogy of Tom Cody <laughs> <laughs> films. Oh boy, <laughs> getting a little ahead of yourself, Walter Hill.
0: <laughs> this uh, was a big failure, right? This movie, uh, yeah, massive
3: yeah. <laughs> failure. Yeah, especially it was a Joel Silver production, uh, yeah. super producer. I saw. So that. they expected him to, you know, come out of the gate swinging again, and nope, it was a big flop. Michael Perret, at this point, he had come off of Eddie and the Cruisers, okay, uh, where he played Eddie Wilson. That film came out in 1983, and that one was. I think it was a hit. I'm only saying that because it led to Eddie and the Cruisers 2. <laughs> yeah, it well. must have been, yeah. So yeah,
1: I, I would see the trailer for that constantly on TV, like all the time. It's like playing on Eddie Super Channel. Eddie is coming. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yes.
3: We're also skipping over, I mean, the song that gets sang right at the beginning, Nowhere Fast. Mm-hmm. Are you guys big Jim Steinman fans, uh, Meat Loaf's main collaborator? Because he wrote uh, the music of...
0: To an extent. I don't know who that is, so to say no, but uh, oh, I do like this... St- I like this... St- type of music. This song is you, great, yeah. yeah.
3: Have you ever listened to Bad Out of the Hell,
0: April? Uh, not like sat down and listened to it, uh, but I should. have heard I think like my mom really liked that album.
1: I have, yeah, <laughs> we had it at home when I was a kid. That's a mom I, I, album. I loved looking mm-hmm. at the album cover. No
3: my uh, mom Richard went Corbinard. to see that uh,
0: that Bad Out of Hell musical.
1: <laughs>
3: That's right.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, Jim
3: Simon worked on that right before he died.
0: Oh. Oh. Um, now, did this uh, hurt Walter Hill's career?
3: Yes. Yeah. Was he never allowed the next direct movie again? he had to make was um, the hours, Richard Pryor film? Uh, what is it? Something Millions? Brewster's, oh, Millions. Brewster's
1: Millions. Oh, Brewster's Millions. And my that God. is a
3: definite. Like I can play ball, guys. <laughs> Just I'll <laughs> yeah. do whatever you give me.
1: Aww. Yeah, and then he had to do another Forty Eight Hours, much later mm-hmm. I guess in his career. Didn't he? He produced Alien, didn't he?
3: Yeah, he did with uh, the co-writer of this, Larry
1: Gross. Larry Gross. Okay.
3: Well, yeah.
0: the thing about this movie is it's ambitious. It is probably too ambitious. I think they had all kinds of budget issues.
1: The budget, like casting. I know Larry Gross would always blame the movie on uh, the movie's failure on Michael Pare. Just the fact that they couldn't it's, it's get. It's
3: not Michael Pare. No, fault. no, 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 not
1: at all. I don't think. But I, I, I do cool think on
3: the poster, that great poster
1: that art. That poster is amazing. Holy yeah. shit! I want that on my wall. It's great. Um But yeah, I I don't, Michael Perret, I don't know. He's good to a point in this movie, but I Mm -hmm. I could see it. uh, Well, he's playing sleepy time cool.
3: I honestly
0: don't think he's good at all. Um, He's very cute, but I hate his character. He's a jerk. And they say no, that he's multiple a jerk, times. Jerks. Everybody I know he's is a not jerk. the only jerk, but uh, he's well, called out. You're a jerk, Cody. And I they're think, right.
1: I think Rick Moranis is like the biggest asshole in this movie, which is playing against type. I've
3: never
0: yes. seen him like this. It's an odd choice of casting. Yeah, but I'm here well, for it.
1: Rick Moranis
3: was a very um, you know multi talented guy on SCTV. He did like a million parodies. Oh yeah, and great. he just got uh, you know stuck in the nerd role post mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, I guess. Yeah, And so everyone was like, do the Ghostbusters thing. We want to do the Ghostbusters thing. He's like, fuck. Supposedly, he would be on set doing impersonations of Michael Paré. And that really made Michael <laughs> Paré <didn't> mad.
0: <laughs> you know what? I was watching this last night thinking, I should go back and watch SCTV. Because I've never really seen it. Like, I've oh, only seen, like, skits here and there. So good. I would That's like good. to actually just watch full episodes of that we're
1: show. We were watching the the Christopher Cross
0: Yes, that one really stands out. Oh, it's so funny. Rick Moranis plays Michael McDonald. Yeah. Um, I can't get into it. You just have to see it. It's really funny. It's really
1: funny. But he plays this asshole. uh, He's uh, Ellen Ames' manager, Billy Fish. And I think they're involved. They're like boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, Yeah,
3: they're boyfriend, girlfriend. He
1: plays such an asshole, but so believably, too. He's not like, almost to the point where it's just like, Oh, I wonder if he's like this in real life.
3: <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Uh, he was great friends with Joel Silver, and that's why he's in this movie. So, oh,
1: okay. Well, he'd always do Joel Silver on SCTV. On SCTV, yeah, yeah, he yeah. would. Really? Yeah, it was really funny.
0: Mom, oh. I don't know. He what would Joel wear like, um, like
3: the bathrobe with like no shirt, and he'd walk around with a cigar in his hand doing his <laughs> Joel Silver.
1: <laughs> oh, it was great.
3: So Tom Cody is called back by his sister to save his ex girlfriend. Who's uh, Ellen he, just, he just got back from the war a couple months before. I yeah, think they, they said. said he's Gone like an ex-soldier. Two, two
0: years. Um, yeah, it's a very, very basic plot. Yeah, like she classic. sends him a
1: telegram, which I kind of liked.
0: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Tom Cody.
3: And he, and he shows up, and right away, he's uh, rumbling with a bunch of greasers.
1: Yeah, they come to like uh, mess up his sister's diner. Yeah. Of course, she's got a diner.
3: Uh, and he throws them through the window. That's going to cost a lot of money to fix. Tom, we Cody. Also, come on. We also
0: forgot to mention two things at the beginning of this movie: the credits, which go on forever, yeah, and the um the editing wipes. The wipes that are, are like, awesome. It's like a Star Trek Whoa. wipe that is like breaking on the edges, so it almost looks sci fi ish.
1: It's almost like the screen is being torn apart, and it's. Like, I think it's supposed yeah. to be
0: burning. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah like idea. burning celluloid.
1: But cards. it has this like noise of like screeching metal or something. Yeah. Mm. And
0: so we're doing this like opening scene and we're just cutting to credits like on black. And it happens for like 15 minutes, it feels mm-hmm. like.
1: April was convinced mm-hmm. that they were, <laughs> she says... They're playing some of these credits twice. They really <laughs> are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it can't go on this long.
0: It goes on so long. How many
1: people can work on a movie?
3: <laughs> but it's April also said. like
0: it's interrupting the plot of, of at the beginning. It like, gives it some sort of... going, it, people. Gives it
1: a sense of urgency, you know what I mean? Uh, April, the song is telling you where they're going. Yeah. Nowhere fast. Yeah, we're nowhere fast. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so he beats up these greasers and... Uh, they just run away, and he s- steals their car, which is, like, this awesome, like, 1950s hot rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he well, That's just what you get rotten.
3: for trying to start a
1: random rumble
3: in a restaurant for some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess they're, so. They're
0: just a couple of punks, a bunch of punks.
1: I think they, you know, even if they had robbed the place, they probably wouldn't have caused as much financial Damage, loss
0: absolutely as, not, the, yeah. as the breaking
1: windows. throwing people
3: through windows. Okay, <laughs> I gotta say again, man, every time Michael Pere was on screen, I just couldn't stop thinking like, did no one say shave that stash? <laughs> like, what is going on with your face? You know what? It's my favorite thing of this movie. <laughs>
2: really? What is Rays going mustache. on with your face? <laughs>
3: like, every time they'd cut back to it, I'd be like, oh, like, you can understand someone being like, oh, I want to have like a five o'clock shadow. So yeah. I look like grizzled and, yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, I'm he's, tired. He doesn't
0: look grizzled. He's almost like too handsome to play this, this role.
3: Um, well, but if it makes you feel any better, April, look at Michael Paré now. and You'll be like, there's that grizzle. <laughs>
0: Didn't he? he end up on some like an ncis or something
3: well michael peray is i will appear in whatever you pay me to do <laughs> am i best friends with uvi Bull? yes oh, am i right. in a bunch of frank d'angelo movies of course oh. i love being in frank d'angelo movies. Uh, did i ever
1: tell you my still got it <laughs> did i ever tell you my michael Pere story no i'm not sure uh, so uh, i was at this restaurant this is probably like the late 90s uh, mm-hmm. Early 2000, probably, yeah, I'd say like 99, 98, something like that. I was at a restaurant in Toronto. Uh, me and my friend were out in a patio. It was completely empty. It was just us for lunch. I was talking to a producer friend of mine, and I was just like, I don't know what movie I had seen. I'm like, my God, I'm like, Michael pare he's got to be like the straight to video king. And like, mm-hmm. that was a slam in those days. Oh, <laughs> in a whole empty restaurant. <laughs> and we were outside, like on a patio. And at the, and I was going on about Michael Paré, not that I hated him or anything, but just like, Jesus Christ, the crap that guy like shows up in, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. we finish our meal and Michael Paré and his buddy stand up and exit the restaurant. Like they were just finishing their lunch. And so I was So like, were they
0: out there and you just didn't see them? They were
1: sitting, we were sitting back to back. Oh. Like me and it, Michael Paré literally. Is this
3: story going to end? with Michael Paré beating you up?
1: No, you, no, it does oh, not. No. Uh, and That's then he walked crazy. out and I was like oh, my God, I went beat red, and, like, that was Michael Parade. He
0: probably thought it was funny.
1: I don't know. He probably was like, oh, just bring me back memories of I I Rick Moranis. I buy and sell you. You
0: <laughs> have apologized.
1: No, I, yeah, I didn't realize until he was, like, on his way out. You, know? you and can't was,
0: apologize in that
3: Parade. situation. Like, like what oh, I'm sorry, the, the stuff I said thinking that you weren't
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God.
0: laughs> That's insane. That is an insane coincidence.
1: Yeah, that was just like so embarrassing. Wow. Uh,
0: I mean, that reminds
1: me
3: of sitting behind Walter Hill at the TIFF premiere of... The one where, um, uh, who stars in that movie? It's like Reassignment, it was called.
2: Oh, God. Reassignment,
0: I don't
3: know. Oh, it's awful. Uh, <laughs> speaking of wispy mustaches, um, it's, uh, what's her name? She was in the Fast and Furious movie. She went Michelle to Michelle Rodriguez. That's right. Michelle Rodriguez. I know. Gets Michelle. turned from a man into a woman. Oh, no. What? <laughs> and I sat behind the premiere and it was Walter Hill and, uh, yeah, Sigourney Weaver was oh, there as no. well. They were enjoying it, but I wanted to laugh so hard and couldn't I was just watching the oh, movie. Oh,
0: no. Well, at least you were polite. I was like, mm.
3: Mm. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver was eating it up. She could not get enough of it.
0: <laughs> well, the fact that no one has even mentioned this movie, I, I bet more most people don't even I've know. I've never even heard came, of I it. I only know because I remember when it came out at TIFF. Yeah, Yeah,
3: it got a different title when it came Uh, out. Did he do uh, Uh,
1: Bullet to the Head with Stallone? He did
3: do Bullet to the Head. Okay. That's one of his. Um, He has a new one coming out. It's a Western. Really? Yep. And it has a crazy cast. Oh, they just um, changed the title to The Assignment. Yeah, it's William Defoe, Rachel uh, Brosnahan from uh, Miss Maisel, the Amazon show, Mm -hmm. Uh, Christopher Waltz. Hamish Linklater from that Netflix. No shit from uh, yeah, Benjamin Bratt. I mean, that's a real star. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love feel Benjamin like all Bratt. those people in the movie are like, oh, yeah, we love the Warriors. We'll be in a Walter Hill film. It's like, please watch one of his more recent films. <laughs>
2: like, I beg you. I implore you. When did that movie
0: come out, 1978? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like 79. Or...
3: Like the last good Walter Hill film was Undisputed in 2002. That was 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a matter of opinion.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> April's a big <laughs> <I've heard that laughs> bullet hilarious. to the head
0: stamp. I've heard that movie is hilarious. I don't know anything about it. <laughs>
3: uh, Sylvester Stallone. Basically, the issue with Walter Hill is once he hit undisputed someone gave him like an avid and he's like you can do all these transitions and it doesn't Ooh. cost anything more was that he's like
1: hooray was that when he re-released the warriors with the uh, director's a couple cut years after that yeah it was okay and he had the all the those like comic book stuff. transitions
3: yeah. he got john carpenter syndrome which is like we love fades <laughs> and like flash frames
0: yeah and uh that was definitely something that he grew he grew out of i think carpenter no, uh, is he uh, still Walter doing Hill? it no well, well, I don't know,
3: carpenter carpenter didn't really get a chance to uh, he did it for like you know, three
0: movies
1: yeah uh, the ward still has those flash frames and stuff
0: like <laughs> oh, that so
3: it.
1: boy yeah. oh boy there's a movie i don't remember much about other than it being it's bad very boring um,
3: another film i saw tiff which has the <laughs> basically our friends were like you gotta get you we're playing the ward because john carpenter is going to come <laughs> That's mainly the only
1: reason we're playing it. Wait, and he did not come, I bet. He did no.
3: not come. He showed up in a video and he's like, hey, sorry guys, can't come, got jury duty. And it looked like he was at like a yacht club of some kind, just like hanging on an outdoor think, patio.
2: Yeah,
1: I would be like, I would be laughing if it was him. You can see like his, his weed smoke. Yeah, he's like, and he's you can got. can hear
3: the sound of like NBA jam in the background. Yeah, oh, he's, he's
1: got his PS4 controller and he's like, sorry guys, <laughs> I got uh, uh, jury duty. Yeah. That's absolutely what it felt like. It was very funny. <laughs> and then Kurt Russell walks by the back, right? Hey, John, you're out of
0: beer. <laughs> 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 and then the movie sucked, right? Justin? <laughs> oh, it sucked. It sucked. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but going back
1: to Streets of Fire okay, We maybe. have to
0: introduce our other main character Well, he um, takes he takes the car
1: for a ride For, you know, a joy ride Gets stopped by these two cops Who are kind of like, you know, the, the main cops of the town, I guess
0: They're like the nice cops
1: The nice cops Yeah. Um, and yeah. then he, he goes to a bar <laughs> That's why it's a fable
0: <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Well, he meets some mean cops later.
1: Uh, he ends up at a bar where he meets uh, Amy Madigan, who plays McCoy. And
0: a bartender, Bill Paxton. A young
1: Bill Paxton with a huge pompadour. A
0: huge pompadour and like a, like a metal tooth. Look <laughs> what they did to my face! Uh, yeah, I was like, did you get a metal tooth because they punched your face?
1: He plays Clyde the bartender. Yeah. What is Amy Madigan famous for? She
0: like was in Carnival. Uh,
1: Field of Dreams.
3: Field of Dreams yes. and
0: Carnival are the only two things I know mm-hmm. from. She, she
3: was, from. was also in Uncle Buck, her credit Oh, thing. that's right. Remember, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Was she, she was the mom. Oh,
0: I barely remember that.
1: She was uh, Buck's sister, I think.
0: Good actress. Very yeah, good. I like
1: her. I kind of like her in this. She takes the role. She actually read for Reva, which is uh, Cody's sister.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: good. then Walter Hill uh, had her read for McCoy, that was written for a man. Of so.
0: course. So this character is coded gay. Um, I don't know why they need to code a character that in the 80s but they've been doing they're they still doing it now so mm.
3: April um, why do you think they have to do that I don't know
0: <laughs> I know yeah. right
1: who knows I guess he wanted the, the film to play in China
0: but like <laughs> yeah. just...
1: Walter Hill was thinking a yeah. globally when he was making Streets of they alive. have to
0: add lines in like you're not my type which would not have been in there if this was the male character for right? sure um, but I'm definitely glad that she is in the movie she definitely adds yeah I like to her a it, lot but she has uh, I'm angry and annoyed syndrome, which everybody which, does. It's in this movie. mostly just this, these three: it's Rick Moranis, her, and Michael Perret. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and Diane Lane is pretty pissed she off. She is pissed off as is. well too, but she doesn't talk very much. And so when these three are in a car together, oh boy! Oh, the bickering! Oh my God, I've <laughs> never, never seen I've
1: never seen the three people like hate one another so
3: and
0: much. And everything's sarcastic.
1: Do you think she
3: has to fluff her hair like that every morning? I was wondering, it's like, very fluffy. coming out of tufts. It's uh, it's so frizzy. It's so yeah. frizzy,
1: it's like a kind of snap-on Lego thing It's probably a wig like, It might be oh, a wig absolutely, yeah Um well, yeah, yeah uh, Colin, was your wig sense going off? I was like, my, my wigdar Yeah, Da-da-da-da-da.
0: Definitely <laughs> Bill Paxton
1: No, he could, he could <laughs> get his pompadour hair. up, I come on way. Hey, I'm Bill Paxton, I got a real pompadour yeah. We didn't
3: even mention, there's other, I mean, there's such a parade of um, stars uh, in this movie <laughs> Ed Bakely like, Jr. Who can forget <laughs> Lee Ving, yeah. front man of fear You guys know fear? Is it a band? I, the movie? Oh, it's a very famous band. That was uh, the reason that Black Flag didn't get to play on Saturday Night Live, because they moshed during their Saturday oh, Night Live Oh, no shit.
1: Is he uh, Willem Dafoe's number two in the bike? Yeah, his thing? number
3: two, oh, who's, okay. like,
0: okay. who's
1: screaming all the time. Yeah, he's kind of heavily featured in the movie. He doesn't say a lot, but I'm like, who is this guy? They keep showing him.
0: Yeah, and then this is later, but Ed Buckley Jr. shows up for one scene. Yeah, very like, weird. What the fuck? Um, okay, so what happens in the plot is Amy Madigan, what's her character's name? McCoy. McCoy. So she she's broke. She needs somewhere to stay. She's also
1: an ex-soldier.
0: Yes. So she stays with Michael Perret and his sister, and then she finds out that he has tasked with to do this rescue mission, and she's like, Bring me along. I can help. Give me a chance, and he's like, "Fine, I'll cut you in for ten percent." Yeah, so Which he agrees. only a thousand dollars. He
1: agrees with uh, Rick Moranis that he wants ten grand. He'll go into the battery. This is the area of town that uh, uh, the bombers run and he's
2: going to rescue. motorcycle gang, yeah. the bombers.
3: This film, like right away though, it has like so much weird downtime where it's yeah. like, all right, let's go for a nap and then <laughs> we'll head out on our mission. And it's like, I guess. It's, it's so like,
0: surprising how little happens in this movie. Yeah, it has a big yeah. scene.
1: He, he takes McCoy back to his sister's place and it shows them like going to bed. Like sleeping
3: <laughs> and
0: yeah. then it shows then them the, waking and then up McCoy and, and the going. sister kind of talk and bond and they, they, they just talk a little bit. And I mean, I, I appreciate the character development but because and, and, the sister is like, you know, I need to save Michael Parade because he clearly loves Diane Lane and he won't admit it. And it's like, oh God, it's <laughs> such toxic masculinity. Yeah, whatever.
3: <laughs> yeah, as Michael Parade's buying guns and like loading a shotgun oh yeah. a rifle. It's awesome. Yeah, very. From some uh, like
1: skeezy looking car mechanic too.
3: Yes. Yeah. they just opened the trunk that's full of guns. Oh, Take everything is so
1: like filthy and gross. And even the it's pretty um, grimy. Uh even like Riva's apartments and stuff. It's everything, all the walls are water stained. You can see there's like leaks. Yeah. And even like Ellen <laughs> rent? Yeah, when they when they go back, <laughs> uh, you know, Ellen Aim is like this big superstar and then Rick Moranis is like, Yeah, I'll see you back at the hotel, you know, later and they show that hotel. It is disgusting. Piece of crap. Yeah. It's such a piece of crap.
0: Um, but that's the thing is like like, I don't like being in this world. You do. Um, I like being um, in this world. I, I do. I'm kind of grossed out by it. But there's other movies that are that have that griminess to it that I love. So mm-hmm. there's just something about that it. Avatar,
3: make. the
1: last airbender.
3: <laughs> I was
0: going to say, like, <laughs> Good Time or something like that. <laughs> okay,
1: right. um,
0: but that's a real city. This oh. is a set. So it has that kind of artificiality to it. But, yeah. I mean, Which I, I, I
1: kind of dig, though. It's yeah. like the kind of movie version of what you know, a fantasy Chicago would be or something. It just like
0: has that. this like fakiness to it, but at mm-hmm. the same time, yes, very kind of gross.
1: I kind of dig that though. I think, yeah, I, I just like it. I like the production design on it. Uh, so they
3: all jump in the car and they drive off. Uh, bickering all Maranis. the way. Yeah. And they seem to drive for hours to get where they're going. Yeah. yeah. To
1: the, to the battery, which is like, it looks like, uh, I don't know. It's like these sort of factories you'd see on the waterfront or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, but it's just where Willem and his gang hang out at a place called Torchies.
0: Yes. And so there's, uh, what's the band that's playing? Here? The
1: Blasters. So this is. Uh,
0: I've heard of them.
1: Yeah. They were like back in the day in the 80s. I'd listen to the Stray Cats and the Blasters and stuff. They were very, very
0: good, good song. Good rockabilly. Um, Real Big
1: Fish, all the classics, right? He's yeah.
0: really sweaty, the <laughs> singer.
1: That was kind of his thing. He's like, he would.
0: Is that he's sweaty? He's
1: sweaty. And he would like have this like skeletal grimace, like when he sang. Like, <laughs> One um, big stud, I think, is the the song they're playing.
0: A yes, and it's a very good song, and it plays basically during the whole like um, siege, I guess you could call yeah. it. Yeah, and, and we've got to,
1: we've got to point out the dancer. Yeah, I was just
0: gonna say we've got flash dance dancer in this. What is her name?
1: Uh, Marine Jahan. She was a famous French dancer, and she was known for being. Uh, Jennifer Beale's dance double in Flashdance.
0: Which is pretty cool. So
1: she would do all the dancing in Flashdance.
0: And she's like, What Jennifer around? Beale didn't do
1: her own <laughs> dancing? <laughs> oh no.
2: I do
3: you think the people in Heavenly Bodies did all their own dancing oh of course they did they had to that's
0: still contentious to this day I remember when Black Swan came out and Natalie Portman won an Oscar and people were like she didn't deserve it because she had a dance double she didn't win for dancing you idiot I know (laughs) yeah just like when people were angry that Angry Malik didn't
3: sing
1: his own songs in the clip they showed at the Oscar. yeah but it's so mental it's like (laughs) that's
0: bad that's bad Jesus Christ
1: do you think like actors are fucking jumping out of exploding buildings too
0: well i mean tom Cruise's.
1: well him yeah
0: where's his oscar give him the oscar yeah. yeah
1: i think that's how he gets out of his own house every morning he just Hopefully blows it up, it up and yeah. jumps yeah. out the his window. wife is trying to escape with her children <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. buy me a new house every day
0: <sighs> um, um,
3: all right yeah so, yeah so we get to the batteries
0: and uh,
1: ironically named torchies when uh, michael Perez starts blowing shit up jesus christ Everything in this city is like filled with gasoline and dynamite.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, I think that is probably. Well, I mean, just, um, I don't. I it it's might be my favorite part. We have <laughs> the explosions. There is. Nothing more to kind of spice up a, a little thin plot than just a hot ton of explosions. <laughs> the, like there's like every like you mentioned, like every car, every motorcycle <laughs> just goes up and it's real fire. And then when they leave this place, he just blows up. Jesus whole, Christ! Whole yeah, holding you guys. He
1: like turns on the gas, and I'm like, is he gonna blow up more? There's nothing left to blow up. Uh, it certainly lives up to the Streets of Fire name. That's right. My God. It, Literally, yeah, Streets of Fire. It is It is exploding. It continues on later in the movie, anytime he shoots something. But this is kind of like a cool little siege. Willem Dafoe is wearing... Okay, he's my favorite thing in the movie, but I have to say his outfit in his this outfits. scene specifically is the rubber, uh, high overall things mm-hmm. with like wide... Thighs, it's very strange. You have to look it up. It's just amazing.
0: And he pulls it off and he's wearing no shirt. And the designer of that outfit... Giorgio Armani. Was it Armani? Well, he was the the credited costume designer. Oh,
1: that's right. Okay, at the end, yeah, it said costume supplied by. I assume that he only did his costume.
3: Tom Cody's (laughs) like, I would like a coat, and Armani's like, Yeah, sure, here you go, sweet. (laughs)
1: Uh, Can I tear the sleeves off this shirt?
3: Yes. (laughs) Oh wait, we we didn't talk about that. Like Tom Cody shows up with like a sleeveless like vest when he shows up for the first time.
1: (laughs) He's like he's kind of dressed like this country bumpkin like hick. (laughs) Yeah.
3: He's uh, got these, like, high... He should have,
1: like, a piece of hay coming out of his Yeah, he's got that types. look to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, he's got the uh, really high, like, work oh, pants. Oh, he's
3: had suspenders, no sleeves. Yeah, he's got suspenders. He's
1: wearing, like, a, a, a denim work shirt with the sleeves torn off. Uh, Yeah, and, like, cowboy boots.
3: Guys, you, you're you my fashion uh, guides in life. Do you think <laughs> okay. suspenders are going to come back?
0: Um, for Probably.
3: men? Yeah. For men, yes. I yes. don't know. Yes.
0: Um... Yes I would probably
3: say yes Me and you Colin We're gonna start the tribe. I'm, we're gonna go out on town I'm sure they're no, already I'm sure back
1: only suspenders It would be the The kind of old timey suspenders Like he's wearing in this movie Where they have the buttons On the back of the pants
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That the suspender oh. Like latches onto
3: I've seen I know like, Some
0: a, women I, wear them
1: I know it's a hipster thing To have like a mustache too yes.
3: But I wanna be like uh, Like a circus performer Like <laughs> suspenders Bald head Big mustache <laughs>
0: I don't know if that looks ever coming back or if it
3: was ever in in the first place. While watching the movie, I was thinking, April, because uh, I see mostly women wear it. You know those
0: big belts that were the style yep. for a while? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have those gone out yet? Are those still popular? Uh, No, they're out right now. Well, uh, I haven't okay. seen anyone wear a, a belt That was like 12
3: all. years ago that I remember one of my coworkers wearing a giant belt. Well, uh, Will- Willem Dafoe
1: is wearing one later in this movie.
3: And, and yes. I was like, uh, duh, why are you wearing that belt? And she's like, well, it's fashionable. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I like put the hay in
0: my mouth and play with my suspenders. You're like,
3: but your
1: pants aren't falling down.
3: Yeah, your pants aren't falling off. Well, you it's like a bullet.
0: Willem Dafoe is wearing like a weightlifting belt. At like, one point. It's so thin. Yeah. It looks like a weightlifting
1: Yeah, it's belt. when he's fighting with Cody at the he's end. He's like, I got a
0: big gut. I need this girdle to
1: put on. He's, it's The outfit is amazing. It's Mm -hmm. uh, like when he's fighting Cody at the end, he he takes off the leather jacket and then he seems to be wearing like this velvet satin... Shirt that looks like a leather jacket, and then he's yes. Got- well, isn't
0: he wearing a houndstooth shirt at some point? uh
1: I don't. know That's no. like
0: that black and white pattern, or was that a different movie? That was watching?
1: a different movie.
0: <laughs> isn't it weird, <laughs> <laughs> April? I no, think I actually, I know it, what it was. What it was, was Trailer it? Park Boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my! Oh, streets of Fire,
3: Trailer Park Boys. A it was common mistake. It was on
0: at the bar we were at. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not that I- <laughs> that was that was like it's something you caught out of the corner of your it eye. It was like 2 days ago yeah. as well. <laughs> I like, don't watch a lot of things, I guess. <laughs>
3: so. Uh, I, I want to point out that uh, McCoy, Amy Madigan, she takes all the risk in this exactly. saving uh, Ellen
0: Ames sequence. Oh, yeah. She goes in, infiltrates, goes into a back room with a guy. Um, she holds him up at gunpoint. And doesn't she have a clever line before she knocks him out? Yeah. <laughs> what did she say? I forget. Uh, but it was something. Something like, something like lies
3: weed. Oh, wait. That was Trailer Park, boys. My bad. Sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and then uh. she, she busts in on Willem Dafoe and the whole gang and holds them like hostage with like a gun at gunpoint. Um, while Tom Cody can like save Ellen. So yeah, she's doing it all.
0: Yeah, and she's only getting 10%. Yeah, $1,000. Yeah um, So yeah They leave um, And then and, they're And uh, buckle the up
3: For a pretty Uneventful
1: trip back
0: Yeah like <laughs> honestly the the well, they meet up With the other band The Sorrells yes. Well
1: yeah So they're kind of Wandering the streets And I don't know the, We gotta lose this car The neon section of town I Did guess Did she
0: play a gig <laughs> On the way back Or was that like A music video Out of time That was a music <laughs> isn't it video is funny okay. That
3: like um, Michael Perret <laughs> <laughs> Seems to have flashbacks To the night before At the show he wasn't at <laughs> yeah. When yeah. he's thinking Of Diane Lane singing Well I was
0: like yeah, no. I think that's just an editing thing. Like we get, we shot this. Let's just put it in here. No, he's yeah. just
1: got a really good imagination. <laughs> yeah, I assume. Yeah, because she's what wearing happened. the
0: outfit from the other night. So. Well,
1: here uh, here in this part of the movie, they bump into Baby Doll, which is uh, Elizabeth Daly. Oh, I love her. Um, it, I don't know. I didn't recognize her, but as soon as she starts talking, you're like, talking, she yeah. should be. It's
0: Tommy Pickles. Yeah, she's a popular voice actor And babe. She pig. was the second babe. Um, and yeah, not the first babe. Many, because the first
3: babe passed away. Yeah, that's
0: right. But she was in many, many, many Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh my God, she's been in like every show that I watched as a kid. Like Darkwing like, Duck. You, yeah, uh, as soon as
1: you hear her talking, like, okay, that person is a voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> she got this, like,
0: why is at- she in
3: this movie? She does know. literally nothing. I don't <laughs> like it. It's so weird. Yeah,
0: I, she just shows up and joins them and has, has some brief conversations with Diane Lane, which is really funny. She's like, Man, I wish I was a songwriter. I wish I, like, you do it so well. The rhyming and the lyrics. She's like, I don't write my own songs. <laughs> and <then> she goes, <laughs> Um, yeah, but you know what? When you sing it, you make it your own. She's like trying to like back. <laughs> and you want to be like Diane go-
3: Lane doesn't even
1: sing her own songs.
3: In
0: this movie, <laughs> yeah, so. not don't, don't, don't even do that.
1: Um, yeah, Diane Lane. She was 18 when they made this movie. And she looks
0: like a baby doll.
1: <laughs> she's so young in this movie, but the way they imply like her and Tom Cody had you know a relationship years ago. I
3: guess when she was 16, 15. Oh yeah.
1: God! It's like Jesus Christ. But apparently, it was like she was written for like a twenty-eight-year-old or something, which I guess kind of makes it work.
0: So maybe the mm-hmm. character is supposed to be older, but like, she yeah. looks very young. Yeah. She looks like a it's baby. It's classic
3: Savage the boss territory. Check <laughs> <Like> out our Patreon <laughs> episode <laughs> for more information about that. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I guess Baby Doll kind of points out that the cops are on the hunt for them since they blew up the battery and torches. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, "All right, we got to get out of here." So they hijack a.
3: Well, Tom Cody just steps into the street yeah. and hijacks the first vehicle that breaks in front of. Yeah,
1: which is like a school bus driven by the Sorrells, which is like this doo group.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, which
1: includes Robert
3: Townsend. Yeah, that's Meteor right. Meteor Man himself. That's right.
0: Is that a movie? Uh,
3: yeah. You don't know Meteor Man? The no. first black, well, not the first one, but major black feature film that starred a. Uh, written, directed,
1: starring Robert Townsend.
3: Yeah, he was oh, kind of no. a big
1: deal for a while, like in the. A certain yeah, he was a.
3: He, he um, independently made a film called Hollywood Shuffle mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was kind of like a. a I guess a. Enough of a hit to give him, like, a lot of juice Mm -hmm. that, oh, this could be the next Eddie Murphy. And he wasn't really, unfortunately, but... And he's been kind of forgotten to, like, basically me and April's generation.
1: Yeah, but he kind of did it all. I never Mm -hmm. saw Meteor Man, but, uh, yeah, he was kind (laughs) of like... Nobody
3: did, let's be honest. Well,
1: you know, he took it to Keenan Ivory Wayans, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that sort of, like, he was a producer, a writer, director, actor, comedian, you know... Um, but yeah, he's one of the Sorrells, uh who are really funny. I like them in this movie a lot.
0: I like that scene where they're they're just serenading them in the in the bus, and, and everybody loves yeah. it. Even
3: Rick Moranis. even Rick Moranis. Like, mm-hmm. It was who's such a been nice scene. Such
0: a jerk this entire movie, and he's just like like smiling. He's kind of
1: smiling, listening to and everyone's it. Everyone's a... into it
0: except Michael Perret, who's angry because he's always angry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, McCoy is now the official driver because she kind of says to him at the beginning,
0: "I can drive anything." like, Mm -hmm.
1: all right. Yep.
0: And then they get pulled over by the corrupt cops. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Peter
3: Jason himself, John
0: Carpenter's favorite actor. Yeah, I knew I recognized that guy, but I didn't bother looking him up. Oh, is he
1: the lead cop? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, He's been in a a bunch of stuff.
1: They kind of imply that this is, I don't know, some part of town where the cops are super corrupt, Amy Madigan, mm -hmm. like, says, oh, you know, they, they take bribes and payoffs.
0: And if you don't take a bribe, they'll bust you.
1: So then Rick Moranis is like, hey, they're speaking my language. I'll deal with these guys
0: and then they go about to, about to bust him anyway Even after they uh... You gave that
1: bribe too easily
3: <laughs> Yeah,
0: And so then Michael Parade just pulls out a gun and, and puts them all at gunpoint And then shoots up their cars And their motorcycles and they all explode They immediately
1: explode th- <laughs> Fireballs. fireballs
0: cops lived um...
1: it, They all lived This is the funny thing in the very next scene So they escape, they blow up all their cars He knocks over all their motorcycles And then they drive off You're like I can't wait for the chase scene That I'm sure is going to happen nope, here Nope, no chasing. <laughs> Nope. But it's, yeah. a, it's just a funny scene when they do cut back to those cops. They all have fire extinguishers, and they're putting out their flaming cars.
2: <laughs> where where do like, they get
1: these fire extinguishers?
0: A lot. You know, I don't know. Safety first. Uh, in a
1: world covered in gasoline,
3: the fire <laughs> extinguishers are every uh, block. Yeah. It's <laughs> very dangerous. Not
0: a, not a bad idea. Yeah, it would
1: be like a, like a fire hydrant. They would have like a, a fire extinguisher yeah. box that
3: you just run You can run buy in. that.
0: The box. other it's thing about the city is that it rains a lot.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, what? Cause to put, out, and- to put out the fires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fires. The gas. And you know what? It rains gasoline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Because um, isn't it around this time that they return? You know. Yeah. Home. Yeah.
3: Much to my surprise, every time I watch this movie, it's like, and we're back home, and I'm like, already? Yeah. And yeah. you're kind okay. of like.
0: That's kind of it. And I'm like, <laughs> should I check the time? Like, how much more is left? So there is more left, but there's not a lot. So we need to reconcile uh, our two heroes. Sure. That's what's most important. Well, Diane
1: because. gets uh, Diane Ling gets really pissed off after she finds out that Tom Cody only came back <clears throat> to rescue her for money because he was getting 10 grand i wouldn't
0: say he only came back but well that, but you
1: know, he doesn't want to admit it yeah um so she gets super pissed off for some reason she's like you
0: didn't do it for love
1: blah 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 she's still got a thing for him vice versa
0: uh-huh and then they hook up
1: billy fish like you know gives him the money and then he's like i'm taking the thousand that i owe mccoy and you can keep the rest and he throws the money and at and then him. she's
0: like oh <gasps> And then she runs after him, they're in the rain, and they make out in a very disgusting scene. Yeah, it's
1: really awkward. It's
0: gross. (laughs) And then it cuts to them inside, making out with no shirts on, and they're just as wet as they were outside. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. and it's gross.
1: It's like you don't think they—it's sweat
3: again. Yeah,
0: Gasoline but like they're like sweat. dripping.
1: They, they were or so they've already had sex. This is like you yeah, know, exactly. And they are soaking wet. Like their hair is soaking. Like their wet.
0: face is like dripping.
1: Maybe there's a leak in the ceiling. Everything uh, seems to be it could leaking. Be, this yeah, time. but I didn't notice that Apparently, when he throws the money at Rick Moranis, the money that he gets is like this sort of weird, like alien currency. Like it's not U.S. currency. Okay. To sort of like I don't know enhance the the, the world.
0: Okay, small detail. World um, world sure. building. All right.
1: All right, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So and now
0: Willem Dafoe is angry. He comes back they stole to town. His lady that he stole.
1: He kind of has an interaction with Cody, kind of, which is a really cool shot. He kind of walks out of the flames wearing yeah, these like back at the rubber doorchees. overalls, and he's like, "What's your name?" He's like, "I'm Tom Cody." He's like, "I'm gonna come for you, and I'm gonna come for Ellen as well." Um, but I will come
3: later when you've already arrived home. I will <laughs> yeah.
1: offer no obstacles on the
0: ride back. I will not chase you. <laughs> yes. So he like essentially kind of declares war on this town. He, he kinda, doesn't he go on television? No, he
1: warns the cops. He shows up to the cops and he's like, "Here's the deal. I'm going to fight Cody alone."
0: But isn't um, there like a televised thing?
1: No, I don't. Imagine. No, I don't think no? so. Are thought, you thinking of Trailer Park Boys again?
0: No. <laughs> I thought that there was, like, a a news clip where he was saying that he was going to come and...
1: um, I don't think so. (laughs) Hello, citizens of Backlot Town.
0: (laughs) I'm Willem Dafoe. I will destroy your parade. (laughs) (laughs) So he, he... Is he coming for Ellen? So no. He's, this
3: sequence is so weird because you'd think William Defoe would show up and be like, oh, I want to fight Tom Cody. But instead he's like, I will fight Tom Cody at a later date. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys later. And it's like, but huh? he
1: warns the cops. He's like, don't do it. Don't interfere. I just want to like beat him or whatever. And then the cop goes to warn Tom Cody and he's like, look, I'm giving you 24 hours. Get out of town. Yeah. I don't want any violence. I'm going to like be waiting for Willem Dafoe and his gang arrives with a uh, you know all the cops and guns and everything, and then Tom Cody like I guess convinces Ellen pa- Ellen Page Ellen uh, <laughs> Aim that they're gonna get out of town together. Yeah, so they're on a subway leaving town,
0: and then he like... does something completely unforgivable.
1: And then he, he they stop at a train stop. He gives her to Amy Madigan and he's like, make sure she's safe. And then he like knocks her out by just punching her in the face, just
0: directly in the face it's just why it's not cool my just, dude I don't know that's it, never okay it seemed like unless know. she gave her complete consent and she did not
1: <laughs> to punch me in the face yeah, yeah I don't think she did that
3: could
0: it
1: just blackjacked her or you know like Amy Madigan could like just hit her with a gun butt on the back of the neck or something that like honestly that. would have
0: been better he just punches her square in the face in the fa- and she saw it so she's just cool with that I guess because she's going <laughs> to wake up and be like my boyfriend just punched me in the face
1: why is my nose broken yeah oh my career is over
0: So we get to this big stand up and it's like all of these cops and then all the bikers roll in and you think it's going to be a big, huge showdown. No. And it's really not. Um, Unfortunately. Get the sledgehammers out. Well, it's like, yeah, it's it's a kind of
1: interesting scene because like it's just Willem Dafoe and his buddy show up and then all the cops pull the guns out. Uh, and they're like we're taking you in or something and he's, <laughs>
3: you're under arrest alright you can't stop and he says
1: oh yeah and then he gets his like air horn blast yeah. which is such a great <laughs> shot he looks so creepy yeah
0: do it do is a good da, shot do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and nothing's really blasting you can actually see the uh, air distortion like oh, coming nice. out of it um,
0: they kind of pan up, and then they're all riding. Yeah, there. his
1: whole entire biker gang shows up with guns, and then the cop says, "Well, my plan just went to shit."
0: <laughs> and then Michael Prey shows up, and he goes, "Sorry, I'm late," <laughs> he's like, which is funny. He's like, "Time, um,
1: time for your plan." Now, Kick his ass. this is
0: before they fight. Don't all the townspeople come in carrying like sticks and like um uh pieces of wood with nails on it and stuff.
1: I think they all show up with guns.
0: Well some of them have guns too. Yeah. It's American. Led man. by Bill Paxton.
1: Yeah, Bill Paxton Clyde. He runs away. So
0: therefore they have equal footing, I guess. Yeah,
1: they know they're not gonna nobody's gonna win in this fight.
0: But what we do <laughs> get is a fight between Michael Perry and Willem Defoe with pickaxes. I don't know what they are. Pickaxes, they... big um sledgehammer thing looking the, things. Like big mallets,
1: they're not pointy. Really? No.
0: But they're they're kind of rounded. I guess. And they look really heavy.
1: Yeah, so they kind of have an awkward, a very awkward slow fight.
0: But the thing about this fight, Willem Dafoe has looked like the coolest badass in, up until this point. Yeah. And when they're fighting, he looks sh- scared shitless. <laughs> like, he's so afraid of this axe uh, and Michael Perret. And he's maybe getting- that was a direct... Uh, direction
1: maybe yeah um, he's getting his ass handed to him but uh he is wearing like a lot of rubber and leather
0: it's not a bad fight <laughs>
1: yeah uh i don't know it's very cutty and lame but michael pare was saying that it took four weeks to shoot this fight scene mm. they shot two weeks simon willem Dafoe, and then walter hill took another two weeks to shoot with stuntmen I'm like four weeks to shoot this fight scene it's
0: not Are even still- listen when you're
3: floating up high on so much cocaine <laughs> it's tough to make movies
0: yeah I guess so. well this that's where they went over budget it's so weird but yeah it's like we were on saying scene and I mean it does look cool but yeah that's-
1: it's not that cool it's like <laughs> I feel like this is like Hong Kong they would have like dis- oh, cranked out in an afternoon before lunch
0: yeah you can't compare it to much more competent yeah. film, film industry but
1: just you know this whole set this whole stretch with the elevator train and everything the elevated train was like built entirely on this set and to do the night scenes the studio like tarped off the entire frigging set like the entire city set uh and like blacked it out and i was like jesus christ almighty
0: why why did they do that
1: uh just so they wouldn't have to shoot at night they could, like, shoot during the day, and they would just tarp the set off. Oh,
0: so it's just always night. And
1: apparently the uh, the tarp was just, like, fluttering in the wind so loud that it would drown out the uh, actor's audio, and then birds started nesting up there and causing uh, a lot yes. of ruckus.
0: I remember that story. And it's really funny. So the movie's over, except yeah. we got one big, long musical. He beats sequence. Raven. Two musical numbers. Yeah, He yeah. beats
1: Raven. They would carry, like, Raven's body off, like... That's uh, Willem Dafoe, by the way. Yeah. His name... Was it Raven Shattuck? Yes,
0: <laughs> Raven Shamrock. <Shattuck>. <laughs>
3: He's
1: Irish. <laughs> yeah. Raven McShaddock um, <laughs> I'll get you. I can't do an Irish yeah. accent. <laughs> <laughs> so they they drive off into the into the daylight, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, and then Ellen. I guess you know all those people uh, paid for tickets. So the original show when she got kidnapped. So she's playing a show for the town again.
0: This time, the, the Sorels the are opening up. Well, yeah, the Sorels do their own number, which rocked, and then I they can, join. I her. can't dream about yeah, you. They were great. I was surprised they weren't a real musical group. Um, oh. But uh, they must, some of those actors must be like uh, stage actors or something, because like they had a lot of charisma and personality, mm-hmm. and they got the moves. And yeah, and then. Uh, uh, Ellen, Ellen does her on. number, and it seemingly goes on for a while. Tonight
1: is what it means to be young.
0: Yeah, and it goes through like four key changes.
3: Tonight <laughs> is what it <laughs> means it to be young. It keeps going higher and <laughs> higher. Na, 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 na. That's the Jim Steinman touch. <laughs> <laughs> it's very baroque. It, it had that song. line on the yeah. poster.
1: It said, "Tonight is what it means to be young." And then apparently, when Joel Silver, after the weekend opening box office, he he said that it's tonight is what it feels to be dead. <laughs>
2: Fuck! It was such a bomb. Uh, <laughs> fuck! <laughs>
1: so then uh yeah cody i think they kiss at the end and then he drives off with mccoy uh yeah, they're best because, buds now uh,
0: she's going on tour so even though they're together he's just like if you need anything i i'll be there for you or whatever mm. and then he drives off with mccoy and really she's because she's got a new car she's got money now And then he's kind of, you know, hanging on to her. like They're going to have some more adventures. They got got two more
3: movies in this trilogy. They had another adventure in Albert Pughn's unofficial sequel, Road to Hell from 2008. Yeah,
1: this blew my mind. Amy Madigan isn't in it, but his his sister. Uh, Tom Cody is. Tom Cody and his sister come back. Whoa. It
3: is bad. All shot in front of a green screen. It's like Michael Perret is
1: a serial killer
3: for some reason what the fuck yeah <laughs> okay.
1: yeah i had never heard of this movie and then i found out it was the, i don't know unofficial sequel uh yeah and then i watched clips from it and it looks horrible <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: i thought for some late so,
1: period pun. i yeah. thought some for some reason it was the director of repo man uh alex no
3: you're thinking of repo girl which is also <laughs> oh yeah all shot, shot in front, in front of green, green screens. screens right yeah
0: Right, right, right. Well, speaking of Albert Pune, this movie did remind me a little bit of Radioactive Dreams. Just with but the, Radioactive uh, Dreams is better. I know it's much, much better.
1: I gotta see that movie because um, that, that really
0: has good. that has music. Yeah, that has the 1950s thing. That has mm. mixed with what the 80s thing. But done, in in that movie, it's it's actually futuristic. Like, yeah. it's, like um, it's like it's a like a retro a, future. Yeah, it's it's like a. Well, I should note
2: that
3: Albert Pune was probably heavily inspired by Streets of Fire because yeah. Radioactive Dreams did come out after.
0: Yeah, and he
1: said Street to Fire is one of his favorite movies
3: really Well,
0: there you you go yeah so yeah definitely watch that
1: Um, Um, I would love to see it is that even released though
0: Radioactive Dreams Mm,
3: not it was only released on DVD in Germany so there's no official Blu-ray I missed the screening I was
1: like out of town when you screened it at the Royal yeah
0: you missed Mm -hmm. that
1: I know I would love to because the trailer (laughs) looks so good yeah I'm like this is exactly my jam and then I missed it Mm. oh well
3: um, um, I'm sure that like Vinegar Syndrome or someone like that is going to put it out mm-hmm. and then it will come out and i will be
0: like oh they didn't ask me to do any special features why <laughs> the story of
1: your life April Justin. did you pick your favorite yep. thing
0: yeah, I said the explosions
1: oh okay wow. yeah.
0: did you pick a favorite thing Colin oh is Defoe's Willem
1: outfits man Defoe. oh, oh, oh Defoe's outfit of there's course there's a lot to like in this movie uh, like I said it kind of doesn't really gel into something greater than the sum of its parts but uh, I, I love the aspects of it like the the you know the world that it's set in, and the vibe, and mm-hmm. you know, the attitude. We do. Yeah,
0: um, I am I, I think I like it less than you, mm-hmm. but I it's definitely worth seeing. It's worth checking sure. out. Um, but uh, there's something about it, like that it just doesn't really hit me in the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have some great music. Does it good have soundtrack. like the best musical numbers that I that we've done on this show? No, it's not as good as like. Walter
3: Hill admits that he didn't know how to shoot music. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> it's so. not
0: as good as like Heavenly Bodies or like um, uh, Staying Alive, as far as like. M- m- Musical movies we've done on this. Staying show. alive,
3: the John Travolta sequel. I Fever. legit love that movie,
0: but it, it does have some some cool sequences and some fun songs. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the vibe is not my jam, but uh, I would still recommend it if you if you look at the trailer, the poster. Yeah, if it's it's, it's looks kind of like something you might like. It's
1: kind of forgotten. Uh, yeah, in the, in the Walter Hill oeuvre, I think, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's a classic. I can see this being like a cult classic. Like I'm sure tons of people love this movie. Also,
0: it's really short and that helps. Just sweet, sweet 90 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. All the better.
0: That's great. Um, um,
1: yeah, check it out. I, I really like it a lot. You
0: know? It's uh, rentable on iTunes. Yeah. Um for a couple bucks, for yeah. five bucks. So you can check it out there. And I'm sure that there's like a Blu-ray or something. Uh, floating. Yeah, right there's a
3: Shout Factory Blu-ray, two discs, oh, nice. special yeah, edition. Yeah, thought so, thought so. There's like two 90-minute documentaries really? for some reason on it. Holy. Yeah. Wow.
0: Holy cow.
1: Well, I'd love to check it out
0: uh yep and if you want to email the podcast we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com and we're on twitter at no such thing pod and as i mentioned uh, earlier if you want to join the patreon patreon.com no such thing as a bad movie and if you're on the five dollar level and up you will get a little bonus episode every two weeks and uh, next week we are talking about two Indian movies RRR which is a new movie that just came out recently which you should go see but listen to us uh talk about it and and another one called Savaji, the, the boss <laughs> I keep wanting to say the hero <laughs> it's the boss um, so yeah fun episode check that out next week and if you want to find me I'm on Twitter and Instagram at April Edmanski
3: you can find me on Twitter de D-E-C-L-O-U-X the letter J and I'm also on
1: Letterboxd Justin DeClue and every week on the Important Cinema Club check it out and you can find me on Twitter Sergeant Zima S-G-T-Z-I-M-A um, that is it
0: and that's it for this week. Uh, have fun, you guys! Uh, Thank, thanks in- for the pick, uh, patron. Absolutely, it was a it was a very good pick. Uh, and uh, yeah, appreciate the patrons out there uh, for for sticking around, and for all you listeners. And I hope you have a great either Canada Day or Fourth of July, which uh, was a week ago when you're it was listening was to this. Was way past yeah. the time you listened <laughs> to this. <laughs> but uh, what are you going to do? I'm April Ivansky.
3: I'm Justin The Glue. I'm Colin Cunningham.
0: And remember this. <laughs> and remember, there's no six things about it.